You are now listening to Creator Corner. Hi everyone, welcome to Creator Corner. I'm Dalia. And I'm Mary. We're very excited about our episode today as we celebrate the first season of Creator Corner. Shit, I can't believe it's been... Yeah, the first season, we recorded like 10, 11 episodes, met with so many different creators, learned a little bit about our own creator journey. Um, so it's very timely that we do this episode for us to reflect on, but also to see, you know, those figure out those themes and moments that we really reconnect, really connected with and with our guests. Yes, you're absolutely right, Mary. I think it's been a very interesting and you know really exciting experience to to jump into the podcast fully committed and you know really be open to to having these incredible conversations with the creators that we've had on the podcast mm-hmm. i think personally mary when you and i started about a year ago creator corner was a very different concept we were actually mm-hmm. called crypto corner <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, we didn't even know what the, well, like, crypto, we didn't even know anything about crypto, but we were just rolling with it, so here we are. <laughs> exactly, we we jumped into Crypto Corner because we were, we were curious about NFTs, we were curious about um, that digital asset space, um, but to Mary's point, we had no idea what we were doing, um, we didn't fully understand how crypto related to creators, um, but also it was something that was so so foreign to us that it was a little bit hard to relate to mm-hmm. to crypto as something that we could talk about for for hours. Um, I think that's that's really been the biggest difference from crypto corner to creator corner. Is there anything, Mary, that stands out to you from that specific journey? Yeah, I mean, I think just. Like even starting a quote-unquote podcast through YouTube, right? Like we didn't know in terms of the different mediums in which we could we could have taken Crypto Corner at the time. Um, but I think one thing that really stands out was like the transformation and the iterations of where we started focusing on more NFTs and how artists can tap into NFTs and then pivoting towards more like no, let's just get to know the artists themselves. Let's just talk to them about their creativity and their kind of the, just the, their journey from mm-hmm. when they identify themselves as an artist, as a creator, to the execution of their art. I think it was more so our speed. If I mean, I guess I'll speak for myself. More so my speed and not trying to use this, this trend and this buzz of NFTs and crypto to kind of formulate what we wanted to talk about. Um, so that's the thing that stood out to me mostly, but curious to hear, like, was there anything on your end that struck out to you or surprised you as we've navigated this journey for about a year now? Yeah, I think you, you brought up a really great point about the digital platform. We mm-hmm. initially started on YouTube. We were recording our interviews via Zoom. So again, platform being very important on there. Um, and to your point, like crypto is something that we had some interest in, mm-hmm. but 
it didn't feel genuine to us um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what i mean by that is we we jump into this podcast or video interview format with these creators and you know we ha- we talked to a bunch of creators and that's something that i think was probably the biggest learning is yeah in, is connecting with different types of creators through different mediums but yeah. i think what what was difficult is um you know as we're chatting with these creators we had to connect it back to crypto or um bring right. it back to to this sort of you know um theme around crypto and so it felt mm-hmm. very limiting in terms of the creative process um right. you know we we have these great conversations with the creator and then hey you know what are your thoughts on crypto it just felt it didn't feel organic it didn't feel right, genuine right right and so transitioning to becoming creator corner fully i think has really at least my experience in interviewing some of the recent folks we can talk a little bit more about them their creative process their learnings we don't have to tie it back to some generic theme mm-hmm. um that's you know that's may not even be related to what they're doing so mm-hmm. I, i think that's been the the biggest thing as well um to your point as well moving from video to audio was quite a big step for us mm-hmm. um Personally for me what that transition meant was a bigger commitment to this endeavor so really a bigger commitment to creator corner um we've selected the format that we feel most comfortable with mm-hmm. and i think that's really where we were able to you know just hit the ground running and start really focusing on you know bringing in creators that we wanted to speak with from our own network and being really intentional about that process as well Right, right. And I think it was also cool to see like when we started not having an idea of like okay, so what guest you interview? What how do you define a creator? How do you define an artist? But I think from our conversations and the way we've intentionally tried to really build Creator Corner was to surround the everyday artist, the everyday creator. And people might ask like our audience has like what the hell does that mean to be an everyday creator i'm an everyday creator <laughs> we could all say that but i think when we've where as we continue this progress this project we're defining everyday creator as someone who's intentionally working on their craft over and over and over and having that consistency piece so that they can share their craft to others to their own audiences um and people with you know varying different types of interests and likes. I don't think we've necessarily focused on a specific creator artist. It's kind of nice having that wide range of shit. We've talked to different types of creators and artists from poets, from comedians, from like writers, from fashion designers. Um I mean, I I'm missing a lot, but I think it's just really awesome to see Like how intentional we're also trying to highlight everyday creators and uplift their work. Um yeah, I think we've come a long way in that terms as well. Yeah, and I think on a on a personal level being able to reclaim what an everyday creator is for for Heck myself. Yeah. Um you know, when I think about Creator Corner and I and I talked we talked a little bit about transitioning from video to audio. I think that's really when I started to feel like a quote on quote everyday creator um creator 
corner became something that I thought about on a daily, weekly basis. We had like mm-hmm. multiple conversations about the format, um, you know, our social media, our marketing, you know, our production. And mm-hmm. so it's become something that it is an everyday thing for us. It's an everyday yep. thing that we are thinking about, brainstorming mm-hmm. about, wanting to expand and grow and be very intentional about and so yeah it's it's a very very exciting moment here to be reflecting on this past season and Mm -hmm. really think about you know the the growth in our creative process the commitment in our creative process um but also like i said really reclaiming that you know i'm also now an everyday creator as part of this process heck yeah we are yeah i mean (laughs) Reflecting back on season one, we had some major heavy hitters and mm-hmm. almost like themes when, you know, we want to talk about it. Um, curious to hear kind of what your thoughts are on certain themes we've we've unraveled or talked about from the different variating creators. Um, yeah, I want to dive in a little bit about that and see what your thoughts are about season one themes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, like I said, we you know we chatted with a bunch of people, really incredible folks, um, people that we know personally from our own network and had the privilege of inviting to our platform. Um, mm-hmm. So first and foremost, big shout out to all our guests from season one. Super thankful for their willingness to come mm-hmm. and join our conversation with Mary and I. Um, you know, in taking a second to just think about some of those larger themes there's one very specific that comes to mind mary what is that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's all about community and Mm. unity and i absolutely love that mary because you remember that first little short intro episode we made a while back yeah 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 i mean it was creativity and community (laughs) yes it's creativity and community um Mm -hmm. so it was it was quite wonderful to see this theme come up in a lot mm. of our conversations with our mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of community, I think, I think each artist described community so different and so intentional. What meant what community meant to them specifically, yeah. and other words around community that I've heard through the artists was like tribe, allies. So this to me is just what community means. It does not necessarily have one specific definition. It's really up to the creator, the person on how they define community. And I think that was like, as an artist, as a creator, you're always having a community, whether it's your fashion brand community, whether it's your poet community, whether it's to move an audience because of your art, whether it's, you know, more a political community, you know what I mean? So I think even with, you know, the political protest artist that we spoke about, that was her own way of building community. Um, when we talked with Vic in terms of his fashion and just the brand that he's trying to build, it was it revolved around his tribe. Um, so I think this concept of community is so big in everyday creators and artists that it is essentially like the essence of why they're why they are who they are in terms of their artistry and and their yeah their product that they produce so i think that is huge for sure 
you mentioned Mm -hmm. there's so many different definitions of community they're all very broad you know in terms of the one that you related to the most or you know stood out to you in terms of this is something that you know aligns with the way that i view community you know thinking back uh, at all our creators and i know it's really hard because they're they're all, like we said like they were all in, they view it in a very unique way very specific to their craft um but yeah if you could think of one creator and in the way that they viewed community that's similar to you which creator would that be yeah this one's hard it's really tough because i liked how each different artist we spoke to had their own twist to it but I think the one of the creators that really resonated with me was when Anakaren, AK, talked about community as in experiencing and like me and you experiencing things in the human form and a human interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me, community is like having those maybe shared visions and values, but also being able to just interact at a human level, being able to exchange what it means, you know, for me to be a human, for you to be a human, and let's find some commonality around this concept that, hey, we're both on this freaking earth as humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that stood out to me a lot just because of my perspective of when I meet someone, I see them in the very essence of who they are as a person. And in, in a way, I could almost build community with who you are as an individual and who I am as an individual. And I think she really spoke on that in terms of her process when she's interviewing these, you know, these artists, these creators, just bonding with them. And whatever commonality she's able to find with them was something that really struck out to me. Um, but I guess that's for me. But it, what about you, Dahlia? How was there any particular guest that really was like, you know what? They struck a chord in terms of what community means to you. Yeah, and you know, just to you know talk a little bit about what you said about Anna Karin. Um, you know, I I absolutely did love her perspective about being fully present with the creator. Um, yeah. So I think a, a lot of the time, something that I've noticed about myself is that, you know, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of stuff that's happening yep. that's trying to distract us from being fully present. And so yep. to your point, like being present and being there in a human to human level is so important in just these small interactions in helping, you know, feeling connected and relating and, you know, having a, a conversation. Um but if I could think about a creator that really stood out in terms of their definition to community, I'm really stuck mm-hmm. between two. Like I keep, okay. I keep going back and forth. So I'll speak a little bit about both of them. Um, okay. But you know, Vic, um, with okay. from Run the World Clothing, he talked yes, a lot yes. about community in terms of the way that he will like release a clothing line and then have like pop-up shops, like video. Yeah conversations during the pandemic to have people conversating and talking about the art the clothing Mm -hmm. line um Mm -hmm. i really really like that perspective because Mm -hmm. you know something that he said was like if you're if if you're thinking if you're thinking about your community in your tribe it's all Mm -hmm. about allowing ourselves to to connect and have conversations around what you know he's delivering in terms of this clothing line so he has this clothing Mm -hmm. line he puts it out there and it could be you know something that is you know it's not 
like it's not living if it's just thrown right. out there but the community brings life to it the community mm. brings life to the clothing line it's an opportunity to have conversations about mm-hmm. um you know black is beautiful as a as a clothing line um mm-hmm. and just be very mm-hmm. intentional about asking questions about like hey why why did vic select a, a flower why did vic name it black is yeah. beautiful um right. and just have a conversation and be able to again relate talk learn together so i really like the educational aspect of community about the ways that we can learn together that really stood out to me in terms of art in the clothing line um the second artist i have to talk about when it comes to community is daisy carillo lopez so Mm -hmm. with daisy we talked about her poetry book entre la miel y el fuego and the the process to self-publish this book herself with her community Mm -hmm. and you know from the cover of the book from the cover of the book to the writing in the book you know like she she reached out to her spanish teacher she reached out to different members of her community to help self-publish this book what stands out to me about that specific experience is, you know, community is helping uplift you. Community That's is right. there to to bring this into creation without asking anything in return. Um, it's simply right. about right. the the support there. And so that was that was really powerful for me. For like you you watch the episode, you hear Daisy shout out, you know, all the different Everyone. folks involved in yeah. the process. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so it, it just brings a lot of visibility to everyone that's involved in a piece of art. There's so many folks that are involved that, you know, they ask for mm. nothing in return. They're, they're just wanting this this creation to come to life. Um, yeah. So I, I really, really enjoyed that, Mary. I like that, yeah. No, I mean, those two, again, I think all of our artists brought their own mix in terms of what community means to them and how they involve their community to really propel their art, to really mm-hmm. propel their artistry. And I think that's the, that's the gist of it. It's like these creators and these artists cannot be where they are without their community. If it weren't for their community, who knows what their, how their cre- creative process can be, you know, impacted or changed and tweaked over time. So I think community was very big in terms of the overall, one overall theme in season yes. one. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. I think, and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, as we're thinking about, you know, the progression of the season, and you know folks that we had on you know is there any other other themes that stood out to you or something that you know Mm. like a Mm. a little like light bulb moment in terms of the connection between our artists yeah i mean i really like again i think i saw it in the progression of our our season over time but i think this another theme that came up for me was like translating passion into their artistry into their creativity and more specifically deb almond the feminist protest artist who i very much relate to as a you know she was a public health major i studied public health i mean public health is always going to be my first love i like Mm -hmm. to say that um and i think I resonated very closely with her of how frustrating it was for her to do public health work and see, almost know that the shit she was doing in terms of grant writing, in terms of, um, you know, these kind of like these 
pol- not procedure, not policies, but procedures she was writing to get those grants weren't gonna work. Like she knew it wasn't gonna work. So I think that just hit home for me because I kind of understood her language in terms of the frustrations behind public health and how people don't believe in public health as we've seen it in the COVID fucking pandemic. Like without fucking public health, what where we have been. But she used this passion of hers. She knew like public health was always a thing and converted that into her artistry. Now she does a feminist art where it's like really raising awareness. It's still public health, but it's in different medium. Instead of her writing, you know, to submit grant proposals and whatnot, she's an artist. She's doing more protest art. She's doing things that... I think a lot of people who don't speak the same language are going to understand through that image, through what she's producing, through her vulva series and through that reclamation of, you know, woman has rights, woman can use her own like bodily autonomy and no fucking man yet alone should be telling people what woman what to do with that. And I think it was just beautiful how she connected and transformed her passion to public health into another medium like her artistry um but yeah i think she just really hit home for me because public health you know (laughs) yeah and you know that is such an interesting theme you know the way that our, our artists have been able to you know take this passion they had and be able to evolve this passion into a craft and an art i mean we talked mm-hmm. about vic he was really he mentioned he wanted to be a professor he wanted to right. be in education <laughs> and through his clothing line you know he still has that intention in that mission statement to empower conversations where we're learning together and we're educating ourselves about you know black issues in the black community and you know reclaiming mm-hmm. identity there so mm-hmm. there's still that you know passion for education but now it's being transformed into you know a specific art and similar mm-hmm. with sunny mm-hmm. you know sunny talked about her passion for you know she was always passionate about comedy but it was right. specific to her identity and understanding herself and you know what it meant to be a trans woman in the comedy space so right you know even like that that passion that she also took on in school because that was her her big um open mic experience um was Mm -hmm. to write these jokes and essentially you know through comedy also bring bring forward um, her identity as a trans woman and navigating those spaces. So it is really, really incredible to reflect on the ways that passion can transform and exist outside of these like very capitalistic structures simply by mm-hmm. being an art form. Like art, mm-hmm. when I think about mm-hmm. art, I don't think about limits. I don't think about boundaries. I think about imagination. I think about yeah. infinite potential. Um, mm-hmm. And like all these different art forms exist in that plane. And right. you know, they, right. don't, they don't exist in limiting structures to me. And right. you know, I think that's one thing that has, I've been, I've been navigating in this experience mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm is it's really you know seeing the ways that creativity in art are specifically like shut down or pushed away or not funded because of how powerful they are um you know i think about my experience growing up and the ways Mm -hmm. that art were very much 
discouraged in in like a Mexican household. Mm. Um, and so, mm. and if I think about like the first moment of expression, just expression, mm. not even art expression, just expression, mm. and the way that expression, emotional expression, was shut down at as young as three years old. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, track that just impact in in my creativity, in my imagination, and right, in wanting right. to express myself in different mediums. It it really is tracked to those moments of, you know, the way our, you know, artistry, our um, our creativity can be can be shut down. You know, I remember like literally specific moments of and this is like no hate towards my parents i love that <laughs> you know they all have they all they all They're have their come for you yeah they <laughs> have their um <laughs> no, they um you know they have their own experiences and i've gone through a lot of process of forgiveness and um you know understanding that they were also struggling and so i i fully understand that when i when i say this but there's specific moments where you know i'm little and i'm young and i'm you know i'm expressing a sort of emotion and it's been mm. shut down it's silence it's ignored um mm. and so you know this this eventually leads to you know i'm thinking about growing up and i was literally afraid of expressing myself i you know mm. specifically in high school i felt like i was very much in a like, oh, this is the way things should be. I need to be a good girl. Mm. I need to study really hard. I need to get A's. And when those things right. didn't work out, the the way that I, I felt about myself was like so tied to that. Um, mm. And mm. I'm only bringing this up in the aspect of like creativity has growing up has been very much in a box for me. And so yeah. part of my experience has been trying to break from this box and mm. be uncomfortable, ex- you know, be okay with expressing myself, my emotions, my feelings. And through this creative process and creator corner, like understanding, you know, like and in talking to creators, the different ways and mediums mm-hmm. that I can now express myself. Um, it's fun. It's it's very interesting. And yeah, so passion into art you know i want to i definitely want it in this process it's been really fun like digging into that inner passion and seeing the ways that we can transform it in this platform because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know i am passionate about diverse creators i am passionate about having these conversations with with folks across different mediums learning about Mm -hmm. them sharing um this moment together so yeah it's been it's been quite quite um a wonderful journey and i think on that note mary if Mm -hmm. if you were to think about like maybe and we always say this but like takeaways like one one takeaway from the past season um you know one little snippet that you learned from a creator that you're like wow this is really gonna help my creative journey like thank you for sharing that like what would that moment be yeah and i like this question because i myself and I'm a very reflective person. I think there's so much power and just taking a pause, reflecting back on past experiences and and also just like reflecting on certain feelings that you, you know, that you navigate. Um, so with this, I think one thing, one key, key, like heavy hitter takeaway for me was like how much um a creator really needs to exercise their creative muscle by having multiple creative projects 
and that shit fucking resonates with me because my mind run like <laughs> i always have so many ideas and so many projects in mind are like oh that could be a good idea oh that could be really cool and i think that it kind of like was almost it was affirming to be like oh people start shit and then have other shit um so i think that was really cool as i am also navigating the blossoming of my creative process and i think it was affirming to me to be like it's okay for me to have this project but also i want to work on this project but also exercise that muscle in different ways that is different from these other two projects and i think in retrospect for me as a, like growing up i've always been interested in so many different stuff like i loved and I can remember just having a wild imagination. And this brings me back to like, kind of nourishing my inner child of how imaginative I was. And um, for those who don't know, like I absolutely love playing sports. And I could vividly remember as a child, and specifically the sport of basketball, like literally being in second grade and they're teaching us all this math. And all I can do is like, try to like pretend I'm making a, like some jump shot and literally this was like what's running in my head while this teacher was trying to teach me math but in the background I'm still paying attention because again I think my mind just works that way where I need to have multiple different stimulants so that my mind can run mm -hmm. um, and I think that is so important as a creator because it was, it was anything as cliche as it sounds like practice continues to fine-tune your work your product um and i think yeah i'm going off like a little bit of tangent here but it just like, was just so validating to hear like hey yeah mary it's okay for you to have all these different ideas and i mean don't get me wrong it's also my gemini moon in me <laughs> that makes me <laughs> just you know run with different ideas and want to have start things and maybe not even finish things but also want to start new things um, but I really liked how a lot of creators touch on that. And then last thing I'll say was that, like, for example, going back to Daisy Carrillo Lopez, she's not only a poet, she's a performer. She does open mics. She does social media posts. She, she wrote and published her book. She collaborates with her community. So she's not just like Daisy the poet. She's mm -hmm. Daisy the performer the writer the social media person like there's so many different moving parts that is intertwined in who she is as a artist and i think it just again speaks volume to like exercising that creative muscle needs to happen by having multiple creative projects yeah yeah absolutely mary and you know to your point yeah and i got it it's not just the the host interviewing she's also the producer she's also brainstorming in the background like segments that are going to be in the podcast she's also managing her social media so mm -hmm. there all these creators are wearing multiple hats they're you know they're everywhere they're not just siloed in one specific medium or hey i'm mm -hmm. just writing i'm just being the, like you said before just a poet no right they are they're stretching themselves in multiple ways yeah. and yeah that is yeah. that is such an in incredible takeaway there i think for for me personally the biggest yeah. takeaway mm -hmm. has been um you know how open our creators have been to failure um and i mean Fuck what i yeah. mean by that is you know mm -hmm. they they put their art 
out there, their medium out there, and they're not afraid to adjust it, to adapt. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the main learning is like putting it out there and mm-hmm. getting started and not being afraid of what, you know, what the people are going to say or anything, you know, just putting that out there. I think that's so so huge for me because I talked a little bit about like hey I I really wanted to be this good girl that got A's in Mm. college and Mm. never failed and did everything perfect um Mm. and I'm so I'm so thankful for her because like she got me to Berkeley and she she did what needed to do get done to get to Cal you know um but at the same time that identity no longer works for me that that you know yep. we're at we're at a college 10 years later or oh gosh i'm, I'm aging myself <laughs> but like you know like it's been a She's couple of years degrees. And, yes <laughs> yeah and it's like I, i'm out of i'm out of college i'm out of that environment and yeah that identity no longer fits i you know i'm so mm-hmm. thankful for this platform because we can you know there's there's opportunity to fail we talked about crypto corner and how that was not necessarily what we wanted to have out there right. or you know we're right. thankful for that platform but it, it didn't personally resonate with us fully um right so yeah that that has been something that really resonated it makes me low-key this is a funny way to say it but it makes me excited when people talk about the failures in the process Heck yeah. because yeah it brings so much visibility to the opportunity um and i i really 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 like that it it makes it also comforts my inner child speaking of her inner child because it's like mm-hmm, hey mm-hmm. like it's part of the process like right, you know you're, right. you're gonna fail you're gonna fuck up a couple times it's totally fine um yeah. and so it's not that deep <laughs> exactly it's not that deep it's just play play that's what mary I say (laughs) Um, yeah but it's just fun so it's really nice to have those reminders in these conversations with with the different artists and you know be be reminded that it's all fun it's all good yeah um yeah and so that's that's I think been my biggest takeaway from from this experience yeah I mean I'm just super stoked for wrapping up season one I think we're very just gosh the amount of learnings we had for season one and and fine-tuning our own creativity our own creative process was shit dude it was just like wow it's eye-opening um so grateful for all the creators and the guests that we've had so far but i am juiced to start thinking about season two and again just like us continuing to fine-tune our own creative journey and i think that's what it is i think we created this platform creator corner to really highlight you know what like everybody's a creative in their own way and everybody has an artistry to them it's just like how do you tap into that artistry how do you tap into that kind of like that inner self of like you got what you need and you are gonna do what you you know what what serves you well um so I'm just super stoked and excited for season two of Creator Corner. And again, just very grateful and very humbled to have had the abundance to connect with so many different creators. Um, and also can do this with you, friend. I mean, shit, we've come a long way um, from, you know, us being undergrads at Cal <laughs> and thinking like, oh, yeah, this, you know, predominantly white institution is gonna get us to where we want i mean sh- don't get me wrong it's it's working out for us but i think it was like also limiting like you said like that creative process you know us thinking that you know 
this traditional yeah you you do this and you do it one way and you become x after you graduate Mm -hmm. from xyz it's it's limiting and i think that's the beauty of being a creator of being a creative it's like it's abundance like yes yes. it's whatever you want it to be so very grateful for that process yeah um yeah i'm I'm right there with you friend it's been so incredible to share space with you you know our intention in, in building this was to create greater community for ourselves and feel connected i don't know if anyone knows this but i live in the west coast and mary lives in the east coast <laughs> so mm-hmm. this this platform has been an opportunity for us to be in the same space while being in completely different locations so it's definitely been a blessing to to share this space with you mary um i think on that note i do want to give a shout out as well to our producer abdullah yeah they're, they're in the background they're with us always sharing insight there they've been pushing us outside of limits as well um so this season one could not have been possible without them as well yes um, super 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 thankful for abdullah as well um and as mary said most importantly i think as we look towards season two uh, i welcome all the failures i welcome all the new ideas i welcome all these incredible new opportunities as we look ahead because absolutely mary as you said it's all about limitless potential abundance and you know just joyfulness as we're having enjoying this this time together and this opportunity to you know have a conversation with with two friends yes i think that's that's it i mean we're here to have fun we're here to again play play and mess up and have our own failures but also keeping the vision in mind of continuing to fine tune continue to build community with these creators continuing to produce creative content as we figure out our own creative journey and shit i am just i'm stoked for season two Thank you for tuning in. Creator Corner is a podcast production presented by the Ars Network. It is hosted by Dalia Zaragoza and Mary Figueroa. This podcast is edited and produced by Muhammad Abdullah Kawish.